Welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parsi Realm. This is episode 157, 157. As always, brought to you by Parsi Rum, my favorite rum, your favorite rum, the rum for whiskey drinkers. If you like whiskey, go get yourself a bottle of Parsi. Try it out at Benny's or wherever you get your liquor. Say something nice about Parsi. You got some Parsi over there in Detroit, Tech? I did. I brought it up with me from the trek from Toledo. Congrats on being in the show. Minute drive. Yeah, <laughs> we're down I I seventy five, kid. I guess let's start with Zach. Nukes. Zach. Bombs. In the show. Right, Zach. We're coming up. We're going three for four. We're hitting a homer. Make diving plays. We should start with the home run tally. Ian gets one back the other day. Huge, huge going because Zach was starting to pull away a little Big bit. For me. Six two. Hey, that was off, off the bench too, huh? Yeah. People were tweeting me like, are you doing this like just to keep track or are you trying to chirp in? I was like, I'm just keeping track. Like whoever would have more just has more. Like Zach just has more pop. I didn't say it. The stats say it. I did see that one tweet. They were like, hey, are you chirping him? And I'm like, dude, what? I was like, what are you was talking about? Little, like, I, I post getting a little nervous. Getting a little nervous. 6-2. It, it was getting away from me. Had to at least be half half of the count. So. You hadn't had one in good a about while that. either, so that was probably good to get yep. get the monkey yeah, off the back. Had, hadn't really had any extra base hits in like a week or so, so just to I was hitting some singles, but no extra base hits. I think Zach's got a, something going on over there. There's Is this Charlie Horse? Oh. You got cramp? Oh, you got bad cramp for Zach. Oh. <laughs> Let's get that guy a banana. Can you tell us about your tell us about your season debut? Tell us what happened. Who called you? Yeah, so. Um... Detroit got rained out on Thursday or Friday. And I kind of, I again, I haven't really been playing the best statistically down in Toledo. Went through a little rut, but I've had some power numbers, had some walks. Um, and then when they announced that the Tigers were banged, like usually, you know, you have an idea like, oh, I might go up, you know, but the bullpen was kind of short. Um, a few guys beat up and I was like, all right, it's probably going to be a pitcher, all good. And they called me in. And I was like, wait, are they calling me up right now? Like when I on the walk to the office, I was like, wow, I could be going up right now, huh? Like it's kind of weird. I'm hitting under 200, but you know, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. And they told me, you know, you're going up for the double header. I'm like, all right, great, whatever. Um, AJ texted me a few minutes later, hey, you're starting game one. Yes, Ian. Was it post that told you? Yes, it was post. Anthony, uh, I posted shout out. Can post. you tell us about that? Yeah, so we were trying to get our game banged in Toledo, and bench coach grabs me. He's like, "Hey, you need to come in here and like lobby for like how much we want this game banged." And it, you know, I, I'm I, I've gotten that talk so many times where I kind of start to like see through it. Where I'm like, "All right, like, what am I gonna do? Tell the GM, hey, we're we're not playing." So like when he said that, I was like, "All right, like." Great. Awesome. And Post is like, hey, man, you're going up. Like, you're going to the big league. I'm like, sick. You know, doubleheader tomorrow. Um, and then a few minutes later, AJ said, hey, you're playing game one um, against the Orioles. I'm like, all right, cool. Great. Awesome. Uh, get there. It's it's nasty out cold and punch. So I'm a 27th man. Just supposed to go down after the game or after doubleheader, like whatever. Punch on three pitches, my first at bat, and I'm just like, dude, your first at bat. Me and Scotty, I said, I said in the interview too, but me and Scotty texted each other, and I was like, oof, like that. It was a, it was a great sequence. To be fair, yeah, it was just like, like the first pitch was the only, two seam in, first big pitch was the only pitch to hit. The second yeah. pitch was a great pitch, and then he threw like a nasty curveball or sweeper yeah, sweep on the black, right. right? And yeah, and uh, like. I just thought the attack, like, was he has a riding fastball. I was like, all right, they're going to try to attack me with heaters, like, whatever. And it kind of caught me. It was a good, I mean, it was a good pitch metrically as well. And I was like, all right, whatever. Um, And kind of, I had a really good conversation with the hitting coach earlier about, like, having fun, enjoying it, you know, like, whatever. But before I went up for my second at bat, he kind of, like, stopped me. He's like, hey, you know, like, take this all in, you know, like, get this, the sights, the smell, everything. And, like, it was a little, you know, like cliche. I'm like, yo, I just punched on three pitches. Like, I'm not enjoying anything. Like, this is not fun. <laughs> you know, like, obviously, I it's it wasn't like that. But, um, and then I I beat out 
a kind of you know pitcher, ass, pitcher assisted um no, like in, no, in no man's land he kind of pulled up i beat him out like whatever so at that point i'm I'm one for two and i'm like all right all good they're feeling good you're like yeah. hey, no, that, what? That, show? you guys have no happens to be got it too but that's got to be like as a hitter you're like Whew, like what a yeah. just sigh relief and, like man i did not deserve a hit on that but we will take it dude it's funny um I didn't have a hit last year in the big leagues. I wasn't up for many games, but like, just, you know, that's kind of in the back of your mind. You're just, yeah, like, for sure. You know? So, you know, again, you're kind of just, I don't want to say feeling, feeling, you're feeling better, whatever. I make a few plays. I had a, um, an unassisted double play, have another play right after that kind of come in and pick it. Like, all right, it's rolling. You know, you kind of get your feet wet Ian. you know how it is, especially playing the infield. It's like, you just want that first one, no matter where you're playing, like, even if I'm in triple a, wherever, like, you want that first ball out of the way, just regardless. Did you tip your cap going up for your third at bat to Hyder and say, "Hey, thanks for bringing in a lefty. Like, appreciate it." <laughs> yeah. So again, I've I've never I haven't faced this guy. I've seen his name a bunch. DL Hall. Yeah, and I got to a one-two count. I fouled off a heater right before that, which I could have. I, I was kind of pissed. I kind of made a face, and I was like, "Damn, you know, like that was the one." It's like middle in, like whatever. Felt a little steep. Um, and then he threw me a try. I think he tried to go back foot slider kind of just stayed up. It was kind of, it was still in the bottom right quadrant of, it was like on the black hit it, stayed through it, stayed to center. And I was like, at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm two for three. I made, I think the next inning, I make like a sliding play to my left up the middle. Um, and then, you know, like really not feeling it, but like, Hey, locked in, like all good. And then next day B they, this is bottom top eight. Jorge Mateo hits a two or three run homer, gets it to six four, and we were playing well. We we're up six one going into the eighth. Hits a three run homer, and it's just like all right, you know. And for me, I don't. If we have a long inning on defense, I don't usually swing first pitch. Like nobody wants to go back out on defense, but we had a new pitcher coming in, so I asked AJ. I was leading off, and I asked AJ. I was like, "Hey, like, am I good to swing here first pitch, or am I taking to give Lang?" An, an extra few seconds and he's like no like get a good pitch and hit and hammer it and right behind boy, me Eric boy Koss, did ya. and right behind me eric Koss was like fucking lose one or something along those lines and i'm like all right yeah yeah sure whatever and all game so my first three at bats they throw me first pitch heaters all for strikes and in the back of my mind i'm like all right they're gonna try to get one over here we just had a long inning and i'm like if it's anywhere i'm ambushing i'm fucking hammering it and like ian like you said in the interview you know like i've I've really tried to start more to start earlier, just giving myself more time to, you know, get to my spot, recognize the ball and just see it. And I saw it come out. I saw it really well. He kind of threw like a little of a cross thing. It was coming just in the bottom portion of the zone, which is my honey hole, <laughs> the loop, we call it. And probably put one of my favorite swings I have all year on a left center Homer. And it was funny. I had, I told after the game, they, asked me about what AJ said to me. And like, as the ball was in the air, I remember thinking like, Oh, I'm going to say to AJ is like, yeah, I got a good pitch on that one, whatever. And like, as I'm crossing home, I see him smiling ear to ear and he's like, yep, you fucking swung at a good one or something like that. And it was, it was awesome. But in that whole day, you know, like making a few really good plays um, again, you know, you don't as an infielder, if you like the opportunity presented to, I made two diving plays in the same game, which is kind of, you know, like, like what I said, like if you get two in a week, you're like, wow, I, I feel like I was moving all over the place this week. And two or three in the same game, the opportunity was just there to present itself, which was awesome. Yes, Dakota. Two things. One, 107 out of 26 will get you 418 feet. Yes, that was, that was a good one. Second thing, you totally undersold your last play. That was an incredible play. Backhand dive, get up, cannon. Yeah, that was good. It was Mull Cedric Mullins too, and I think it was to lead off the ninth. It was. Yeah, yeah so, it was. Yeah, and uh, to make it, we were up seven four. So Lang comes in for a save, and it's always, I mean, especially you know in the ninth inning, um, like getting the first out is big because they ended up getting first Dude. and second, and you know, and again that at that point it's like let's just get this game, let's go enjoy it. Um, and that that was that was a lot because I haven't really put many games together in the big leagues like all together, and that was really the first one where I was like, "Hey, you know, like this is it." it took a little while, kind of you know a little emotional about it just because there was so much behind it. Like I was struggling this year and in, in, um, 
And AAA, it was just kind of I had just a lot. Felt like there's just a lot coming off my chest when I hit when I hit it. You know, just after the game. Um, and then the next game, I pinch hit in the sixth. Good walked, swing. Yeah, walked the first AB, and then just missed one to center the next AB. I, I stood up when you hit. Yeah. I was like, I, Oh my god, he did it I again! Fucking stood up when I hit it. But but I will say that first game, like we were texting, like in our group text, like going crazy. It was really, really cool to see. Because like yeah, you said, no, like was... first game back up there, you said you didn't have any hits last year in the big leagues. Like we were all pumped because you fucking killed it. Yeah, that especially, was, especially shaking off that first AB. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got two things really quick. First one, want to read this quote from the Detroit Free Press. Miguel Cabrera walked into the clubhouse on Saturday yeah. morning. The first person he saw, Zach Short. Shorty's here, Cabrera said. We're safe. What a fucking incredible anecdote to start the article. We talked about that in our group text, too, and we're like, that's got to be, like, for Miguel Cabrera to say, like, even, like, jokingly, but, like, for him to even say that, it's like, Zach, that's got to make you feel like that's pretty cool. He's the best. Miggy's saying that. No, he's the best. He he always has something, you know, whether, like, every day, Shorty, you know, like, every day he is the same Miggy. He's just, he's a big kid. And it's funny, like, in spring training, I hit a few homers. And he would like look at me and just be like, he'd like take his bat and like rub it on me, like just joking. He's like, sure, I need fucking power, man. I need it. And then I homered the other day and he just kind of like looked at me. He was just like, what the fuck? And like in between games, he like, came over to his bat, rubbed it on me again. And the next day, B got a hit and he comes into me, you know, just just always like joking around. And that I mean, yeah, it's funny. Like when he said that, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Miggy being Miggy, you know, and like a few people have mentioned that to me now. And. Looking back at it, it's pretty cool. Second question. Can I ask you, you just talked about all the, the trials and terminations of the last 18 months. When you hit that homer, can you describe – because like that to me, as a, as a guy who's never going to hit a major league homer, I got to imagine that felt pretty fucking good. Can you yeah. what what you're, what you're feeling when you when – because you, obviously when you hit it, as you said, you kind of knew right away, like, oh, shit, I just clipped him. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah – Again, that was in the eighth inning, and so I had two hits before. I had a few good plays, and that was almost – which is funny because I was like, all right, you know, like we got Lang coming in. It's funny. As I was rounding the bases, I was just like, all right, we got Lang coming in. We're in a good spot. You know, we're up by three. Like, let's get this game and just move on. And I think after the game was when I really – like I was talking to Fallon, my girlfriend. I was just like, yo, like that was like – it just starting to hit me. Like that was a lot. Like, again, having all that opportunity in one game – it doesn't happen often, like three hits, a few good plays. Like, again, if it happens in a week, you're just like, wow, that was a good week. You know, and again, having it all in one day was awesome. And just I was going to say, what a great feeling, too. Like you said, you came up as a 27th man. You go have a game like that. You get rewarded by staying up like that's yeah. just an incredible yeah. feeling. I bet. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what it's funny. Like I told them too the next day or the day, or whatever it was when they told me I was staying like I was good with whatever decision they made, you know, like, again, I wasn't, if I was hitting 350 in AAA, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> I'm staying. Right. Like I would have walked in the office, be like, Hey, like, am I good? Like, can I stay? But, <laughs> you know, AJ and I, AJ and I had a really good conversation, which was great. You know, when he called me in after that, the second game and I, again, like I was prepared to get sent down. Like I was 27th man, like, Hey, you know, I'll put my head down, go to work. Like it's all good. And again, just to kind of have that vote, vote of confidence from the front office from him it means a lot like it's just another chance and you know you don't get many opportunities especially with the same team like getting sent up and down a hundred times it feels like and just to kind of like my whole thing is just wanting to prove them right like why they kept me on the roster why they've done this why they've done that and again you know it's one game few good games like whatever it is but that's just been my mentality and been where I'm at the last ever since spring really and it's one of those, like you said, even if they sent you down, it's not one where you go back to Toledo with regret of like, oh, man, if I played better, it's right. like, hey, they send me down. I did all I could. Like, For I sure. couldn't have done better to stay there. Absolutely. And again, these last few days have been great. Um, it, it really feels like, you know, because before it's like, all right, this guy is just like a fill in. Like, we'll give him two at bats, pinch hit him in the sixth. Like, you know, but 
you know, like I had a pinch hit walk the other day. Like I said, I had a pinch hit hit in the eighth inning in a close in a one run game. Like it felt like, hey, you know, like you're contributing like you're, you know, like there was only my rookie year was like there was probably a few weeks at a time right when I first got called up where I was really contributing, like either was off the bench or starting the game. Like I started out really hot and it's been a while, you know, and like I said, it kind of like hit me emotionally like, hey, like this is all like what you've worked for, like in the off season where let's just like, Hey, well, like what, what am I doing? Like, it doesn't feel like you're not, you're not gaining any ground on anything. Um, it's just been a lot, you know, and to ha- finally feel all of that, especially, like I said, in one game, it was awesome. And, you know, to, to hear like how you guys were talking about it, which was great. Um, just like the, the text that I got from so many people, which was awesome. And it's, just, I- it's, the best part was I, I tweeted so much about it that I even got a text from your mom saying what a good friend I was. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how much awesome. I tweeted about it. That she right. thought I was a good friend just because I tweeted like twenty times about yeah. it. Because you kept making good plays. I was like, what am I gonna do? Not tweet about these? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I again I appreciate it. It was awesome, but again, baseball doesn't care. So move on to the next day. That's right. Well, we do have another announcement. Brought to you by Lightbox. If you're looking for some Lightbox. gifting help this Mother's Day season, let Lightbox lab-grown diamonds do all the work. Lightbox makes lab-grown diamonds you'll love with pricing you'll understand. From sparkly studs to brilliant necklaces, these gems will make her jaw drop. If you need a gift for your mom, if you need a gift for a girl, Zach, if you're looking for a little I'm-in-the-show gift, skip the socks instead. Become now, hey, MVP. family can hear you. Take it easy. You're putting them on the spot there. Yeah. Hey, come on. <laughs> Become MVP of Mother's Day with the gift you'll never forget. Use promo code COMPOUND10 for 10% off your purchase. COMPOUND10 for 10% off your purchase. Dakota. Yes, sir. I think you have something to tell the people. I do. I've signed with the Lexington Counterclocks in the Atlantic League. What a mascot name. I can't. I'm telling you, the claps don't sound. There's no claps. Is that is that what was the mascot again? The counterclocks, because it has to do with like the Kentucky Derby, because I think they run counterclockwise. Ah. Great name, great name, Dakota. I was tell you, I had no idea. I'm glad you've explained it because I've been thinking about it for like four days. I looked it up and I was like, I mean, what does this mean? Can, and I think can you send us a picture Kentucky of their Derby. hat? I want to see what that. I want to see what the hat looks like. I think it's Tom literally might need to wear that. It's literally a backward C. It says counterclocks on it. And it's the perfect it's the perfect name for like clubhouse stuff of like time to clock in, like you know, <laughs> like joke jokes using it, like stuff like that. Time to counterclock in. Exactly. Like it's just little jokes like that. What was that what was that process like? Yeah, tell us about the it, process and then we'll talk about your debut today. But tell us yeah, tell us about so the whole thing, how it happened. I was basically waiting at home kind of hoping to get signed by an affiliate. Uh, it became was the middle of April, end of April. And I was like, all right, doesn't look like anything's going to work out. Probably got to go somewhere and throw to get another chance. So kind of came together like within a week. Like once I kind of put my name out there that I was interested in it, like got some phone calls from teams and kind of just uh, wanted to play in the Atlantic League. Honestly, just because I'd never seen this part of the country, like the Northeast, like we're in Kentucky, but a lot of the teams are like New York area. And I, it's like the best indie ball league. So I was just, yeah, I was excited to get the opportunity to go back and face hitters. There was only so many times I could throw bullpens indoors in Michigan before I wanted to hang up the cleats. So excited Dakota, to actually you know face where you hitters. spend 4th of July this year? In New York? Staten Island, baby. Oh, wow. that's going to be nutty. Unbelievable stadium. Yeah, that's Zach, it. I told you. Yeah, Zach told me that. Zach said it's like the coolest stadium he's seen. It's really, really sick. But no, like, hey, what you said about throwing into just like indoors a bullpen, like I can attest to that. I'm like working out in inside all winter, like it takes a toll on you, and especially when there's no like finish line. Like, what what oh, yeah. are you doing here? Like, there's no. Like you don't, like you said, it was middle of April and you're just like, you know, and like the mental toughness outside of the physical toughness of like getting up every day. Like we would have to, you know, like you would say like, Hey, I got to, we got to record later. I'm coming back to my workout at eight o'clock. Like that's, that, that is, goes a long way. 
you know, like that's fucking awesome. And yeah, just to do it, just to like, hey, there's a there's a chance that I can sign with a team. There's a chance I can sign with an indie ball team. Like, it's not a definite. Like, you're just working out to stay ready. Like, that's got that's fucking hard to do. And yeah, it, yeah. It, and to it, do to do that got, for three extra months, dude, and to keep was, going and was, keep going. Like, like you said, exactly. And like, I was used to leaving for spring training, like middle of February, end of February, and like all of a sudden it, we get through March. It turns to April. I'm like, still at home. Like, this is tough. And like, it, like Zach said, like going to work out, like the thing was, it was actually crazy. Like it almost got easier because I was just so bored that I was like, honestly, I'd be working out if I wasn't playing baseball because I'm doing nothing right now. I would like give lessons here and there and stuff like that. But like, I would just go work out and throw and that was it. And that was my whole day. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely a tough process. I mean, it was a six month off season, seven month off season, which is way too long. But uh, I'm excited. Back to facing some hitters through tonight. Scoreless. Through tonight. Scoreless. I And indie ball is definitely different than minor leagues because in the minor leagues, it's kind of like, all right, this guy hasn't thrown in three days. This guy hasn't thrown in four days. Like, he's in there today. Like, he's going to get his inning or two, like, no matter how it goes. And, like, I came in today in the sixth. Uh, first guy lined out, broken bat, second guy. And then I walked the third guy on a full count thought it was strike three they called it ball four what can you do i'm not complaining um and then there's a lefty up next and i was out and they brought in the lefty i was like that's kind of crazy like i I like it though like i feel like that's like you know it's run like a big league ball club like it was a one-run game so it's like hey like we got a lefty coming up we're bringing in a lefty i was like yeah like the manager said it to me i was like yeah like you don't you don't need to explain it to me like you're the manager man you're taking me i'm good good i'm trying to win this game yeah i was like hey that's fine like let's let's do it is it cool to be back in the clubhouse with guys and like oh. hanging out around baseball. I texted that to Zach and like in our group text, I was like, that's what I miss the most. And I think we all agree on that. Like the baseball part's great. Obviously like being on the field. Awesome. Competing's awesome. I missed competing a ton. Like I said, throwing bullpens indoors is just not the same. Like it gets so monotonous to go out and compete was incredible. But the locker room is the funnest part of baseball. Like you just hang out in there, you chop it up with guys. Like, and the thing is too, in any ball, like the whole team, like we're all trying to get back to an affiliated ball or get to affiliated ball for the first time. There's ex big leaguers here. Like it's just guys grinding that love baseball. And it, it's been an incredible environment so far. Like the locker room has been nothing but positive energy. We're two and zero since I got here. Oops. You're bad. You're bad. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 really fun to be back because I I definitely missed playing. That is the clubhouse. Awesome. The clubhouse is easily the best part. Yeah, and I mean we know that about Zach. Zach loves a good chop. Loves chop. A couple of guys that live for chop. Love that, chop. It, it is though. Like that's the funnest part. Is like you get in after the game. Like you just have a beer. Like you hang out. You talk with the guys. Like everyone has a different story, especially here. Like you just get to hear about people's journeys and all that, and it's. It's fun. It's that's got to be that's really interesting. You can hear about so many people's oh it's, journey there, dude. It's insane, like what people have gone through, and like and like, there's some guys in this league, like they've been grinding to get to the Atlantic League, so like they're pumped to be here, and like that's awesome. Like you know what I mean? Like you hear all these different stories. I, guess, I worked in the Frontier League and the, the the Florence Freedom now the Florence Yalls, and it was one of the best experiences I ever had in baseball in any ball because he said it really is. It's very different than the minor leagues. It, it, they have obviously the basic similarities, but they're very different. And as you said, like the Atlantic League, like for guys in the Frontier League, if they could get a contract in the Atlantic League, like that changes their lives. I mean, the Atlantic yeah. is a really great, it's like a double, triple A kind of league. It's got a lot of former big league guys. Mm-hmm. In it, and it's it's a great spot, obviously, for you, but it, it's, a, it's a great spot. As you said, like there's, it's a great league to be in. So it's not like, you know, you see the indie ball, and sometimes people have a certain perception of that. The Atlantic League really isn't like what a lot of people think of it. You know, it's it's a really yeah. high, high level the, of baseball. The team we're playing right now, he's not here yet, but they signed Starling Castro. Like, there's guys that have like <laughs> numerous years of showtime. It's like, wait a second, what? Like, it's insane. And what was I going to say? Uh, oh, I texted this in our group text. Like, it's also great because, like, in minor league baseball people have egos like that's just a fact like people have egos like guys are prospects they're brought up to be prospects like here it's like everyone's just grinding like no one thinks they're better than anyone else so it's like everyone's just having fun and if you're playing in this league like 
you love baseball. So everyone here loves baseball. And I said it was just kind of refreshing to just be with a team where everyone's like, we just want to go play well. Like, it's just fun playing baseball again. That's awesome. We should get to the Foles interview. We have a special guest. Can I bring up one topic first? I know it's a long episode, but I have one thing I really wanted to ask a question about. Yes. Can I do it? Okay, two things. First of all, one thing I had, Liam Hendricks is back. That's incredible. Sorry, Tom. I, I said one, but I, I, I wrote down notes for today, and I knew we weren't going to get to him. But I had two. I definitely want to bring up Hendricks because that's just so sick really to see. Cool. That is, yeah, that is really cool. And he was wearing the obvious shirts that said struck yeah. out cancer, which was really awesome. And then the main thing I wanted to ask about was, did you see Mason Miller for the A's? Had a no-hitter through seven. Was that 100 pitches, and they took him out? I had two thoughts on it. One, I get it. He's had 100 pitches. And I know if you ask him, he's like, I want to stay in the game. I almost think how rare it is to throw a no-hitter or perfect game. I'm okay if you ride a guy to 130. I don't care because it doesn't happen. It literally – like, it's le- like ask Alec Mills. He would have thrown 150 pitches if that's what it took to throw a no-hitter, I bet. That's I my only thought on it. I saw famously Johan Santana threw the first no-hitter in Mets history – through, I think, somewhere north of 140 pitches towards the end. It was of a ton, yeah. And I I think we saw, like, I mean, that was obviously unbelievable, and he did do it. But then his career was never the same after that, and it did feel like it was a pro- at least a – maybe it wasn't, who knows? He was older. But at least it, yeah. in, in my mind, and I certainly a lot of people who watched that game, it felt like he literally died on that mound, got the no-hitter, but then was never the same pitcher ever again. And yes, I, I completely agree. I get that point of it. It's just, I'm thinking as myself, like if I'm out there and I have the chance at it, I'm like, listen, if if I blow out on the 150th pitch, I blow out on the 150th pitch. But if I have a no hitter for the rest of my life, like that's something you can never take away from someone. Like that's just incredible to me. Yeah. I I mean, I it's tough. Both it's sides a tough one. We faced him in his debut and I think he had only thrown like, up to 85 pitches at that point. And so, and he threw 85-ish against us. And so, 100 was probably, like, even stretching him out way past where they were comfortable. But, yeah, stinks to get taken out of a game when you have that chance at, at history. And it's one of those, like, if the manager leaves him out there, and I think he's a younger guy, right? Like, I think he's, like, a prospect younger guy. If he goes yeah, out yeah. there and gets hurt in the eighth inning on pitch 115, like, the manager's fired. They're like, hey, man, like, yeah, can't done. happen. But it's just, I just think, because it's so rare and such like a special thing that I'd be like, hey, I'll die out there. Like, just just let me give it a shot. Will, like, as soon as die. I give up, like, as soon as I give up a hit, you can take me out instantly. And it sucked because the guy who came in gave up two runs and they lost the game. But that's not the yeah. point. Let's get to our interview. Long episode. Let's get to our interview. Jason Foley, former college roommate, former college teammate of Zach. Good friends, best friends. Go Tigers. We're going to go to the interview presented by Bruce Bolt. Bruce Bolt, my favorite batting gloves, the batting gloves that I wear every day. We've got two Ian Happ series gloves. One's baby blue, one's white with some baby blue. Chicago flag, looking good. Bruce Bolts are the best in the league, 100% real Cabretta leather, and they fit better, last longer than any other glove that I've used. Guys like Harrison Bader, Nimmo, Lars Newper, all wearing them. Uh, BruceBolt.us, that is BruceBolt.us. Go check it out. Get yourself a pair of BruceBolt.us. Let's get to the interview. Zach, would you like to introduce our special guest? Zach is the, this is episode yes. 157 presented by Parse Rum, in which Zach is the host. Zach, we didn't hit record early enough. Zach has already slacked on his hosting duties by not having proper background, but I'm going to let you, Zach, introduce the special guest because you're now the host. Real quick, this- real quick, I will say while we're talking about Zach. That's a fresh cut you got going right now. Like you're Thank feeling you. yourself with that. You know you are. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a big league cut, huh? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I needed that. Thank you. Hey Zach, congrats on your big league homer. Thank you. Thank you. Now, good. now introduce now introduce our guest. Yeah. So this is this has been a long time coming. This is uh yeah, you know, I've gotten a lot of a lot of shit from this for uh from the Tigers, from a lot of people, you know, a lot of our friends, a lot of guys we've played list played with that. We haven't had Foles on, you know, our guest, Jason Foley. Um, we uh, played together in college, same class, roommates, everything. And then when I got drafted, uh, or when I got traded, sorry, Foles was over here at the alternate site in Toledo. And we uh, 
we got even closer than we were before. And Foles has a very interesting story. You know, Foles was a, a loose cannon coming into college. You know, like, <laughs> the guy had an electric arm. He's 88-92. And if you're 88-92 as a freshman going to Sacred Heart, you know, you got some potential. And Foles had no idea what that potential brewed into or was brewing into. You know, like, my best favorite story is really quick. We were playing catch or they were playing catch. And one of our other good, really good friends is like a soft throwing lefty. And all he wants to do is hit spots, you know, like corner up, down, in, out. And he's playing catch. He's like, Foles, you know, like, what are you aiming for here? Like, what's your spot? And he was like, what do you mean? What's my spot? He's like, I'm just trying to throw it down the middle. What do you mean? He's like, you're not aiming for anything. And he's, he's like, you're not trying to hit the corner. He's like, no, what? I'm just trying to throw the ball down the middle. And probably, that's as hard as he, probably as hard as he could. Yeah, down the and, middle. That's, and that's when we were just like, what you you have you truly have no and like Foles didn't love baseball in college definitely didn't love it when he got there um Foles was dying to go to a big school but didn't you know but now look at him he's in the show and Jason Foley former Sacred Heart Pioneer welcome on the show thank you been a long time coming can't really say I feel a warm welcome coming out of your corner there pal but yeah seriously what kind of (laughs) intro show is that just crushing it he didn't like baseball at all, but he's pretty good at it. So it I mean, out. yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll be the first. He'll be the first to admit it that he hated that's, baseball. That's and so even now, we, we we joke about it now. It actually came up in my family group chat yesterday or today. That when <laughs> my brother brought it up after after the regional when you were playing the drums on the mound. Oh goodness gracious! But yeah, false. Tell us a little about your story and uh, you know how you know somebody freshman year of college didn't really know what they were doing and produced. You know. You have two career saves under your belt. You got your first one a few weeks ago. Um, and now, you know, you're you're throwing in leverage situations. You're throwing the ball really hard, and it, it's sinking. It's sinking and moving up there. So tell us. Wait, the Zach. Zach, real quick. What was the date on that save? What did you say? Uh, April 18th. Ian, April 18th. Okay. All right. <laughs> did you say 89-92 out of high school polls? Yeah. I mean – Probably that's, that's bringing it out of high school. No, that's right. no, 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 no. In, in high school, the hardest I've hit on a gun, I believe, was 91. Because I remember I was in like already committed to Sacred Heart. And over over the summer, senior year, going into freshman year of college, I was still playing like travel tournaments and whatnot. And I remember like a Fordham University scout was like really liking me because I hit 91 that day. But I had already been committed. So I think 91 was probably the hardest I've thrown in high school. Um, but yeah, kind of like Zach said, just really the definition of a pure thrower, like absolutely no clue where it was going or like why it was going anywhere. So just threw fastballs and my high school conference wasn't the greatest. You can kind of get by, but I'll work out. And now you're and, up uh, to like, you're up to a hundred now, right? Like you hit a hundred, one Oh one maybe. Um, I believe I hit a hundred and one, my 2019 in the Florida state league. Um, I was throwing all four scenes back then though. Nothing. No sinker, so I think it was a little – I mean, they were a little firmer. Uh, my arm slot was a little more over the top, too, probably more conducive to, like, higher velocity. But, um, yeah, yeah, reared it back with some red hot in the arm. It went <laughs> – I mean, it went – no, it was a lawn dart, dude, probably 55 feet. <laughs> let's, but, uh, yeah, on the gun, it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah let's, so let's backtrack a little bit to college and, you know, going into your draft year, our draft year. You know, you were supposed to, you know, go – you had a really good summer – in the NECBL, I mean, you were throwing. That was when you really started to hit like ninety-eight to hundred, and they kind of made people you. What the NECBL is, please? Yeah, the NECBL is a summer league, um, New England collegiate college baseball. baseball. League. Yeah. yeah, college. It's like it's pretty close to the, uh, like I think it's a step or two down below from the Cape, and uh, like a lot of guys go play there. It's so really good baseball in the summer. And Foles, you went there, and they made you a reliever, and that was you know the first time. I mean, you can tell you know where. You were, you know, 98 to 100, and it was just like, holy shit, this guy's going to get paid. Yeah, I mean, I played there two summer. I played there after my sophomore year of college, and, yeah, kind of for summer ball teams, they generally make the starters into relievers, so they don't kind of wear these young guys out with, like, a, a crazy amount of innings. Um, so I had thrown probably 75 innings that year in college, so I just pitched out of the bullpen. And um, I don't know, it just kind of felt like things clicked for me out of the pen, whether it was, like, a mentality thing, like, just kind of a little bit less thought, just kind of go and throw when your name's called. Or I felt like maybe I was a little less reserved because I didn't have to throw five, six, seven innings or something. Uh, but it kind of clicked my first summer 
after my sophomore year, I'd probably be like 92, 95. I made like the all-star team there and like kind of some scouts were a little bit um, on me from then on. And then junior year, I didn't really, um, I didn't really perform too well. So I went back to the NCBL after I didn't get drafted. And then kind of the same thing. I jumped up even more. Uh, I was probably like 95 to 98 or so. And from there I got, I got seen by the Tigers and, and uh, got signed. So it was pretty sweet. What round did you go in? Uh, oh, 41st, 41st, brother. Undrafted. 41st? Yes. Undrafted? Undrafted. And he hit 100? That's what, So that's, that's what – he was – so after his sophomore year, we made him our Friday guy, and we're just like, oh, my God, this guy – we're going to be nasty. We got Foles on Friday. And Foles, you, I mean, you can attest, like, I don't know if it was like a mental thing because you have to go more than one inning. And Foles was just like – he was like 88 to 90. And our agent, we had the same agent, like that he would there would be uh teams there and they're just like, yo, like what do we got? Like what is what's what's up with this dude, right? Foles? It was just not yeah. it just didn't click as a starter. Um, why are you shitting on him? Because it's no, part of his story. Can we get some fluff? It's, Can you it's fluff part him? of his story? He's this not is, coming hey, on hey, the podcast. Listen to me to get shit. He's coming on this for is, fluff. Hey, he didn't no no no. This is a part of the story. This is this makes it way better. This is my favorite part about Foles because <laughs> the guy was supposed to be you know, fifth to 10th round out of our school and still got to the big leagues. And now, you know, he has over a year of service now. Look at him. Well, the fluff comes when we get to his current. That's one what I'm saying. Yeah. Hey, Ian, this, I'm, I'm, Ian, I'm sorry. I'm, this, this is my I'm big fluff guy. Sue me. Sue me. We're, for one we're working to the fluff. We're working yeah. to the fluff. You I hear the about fluff. It too. Were you signed? Like, did you start as a start? Like, did you become a starter or were, did you go right in as a reliever to the Tigers? No, I was always, I've never had a, um, I've never had a start in pro ball, which is actually funny because last year we played with uh, Chafin was on my team. I don't know, Ian, you must have played with him, right? Yeah, beauty. Uh, yeah, beauty. He always wore this failed starter T-shirt, and he gets it on every team he's on in, like, their signature colors. So I actually saw a picture on Twitter of him in all of them. It was, like, Oakland, yeah. Cubs, Tigers, and then uh, Diamondbacks. But he would always mess around with me and be like, yo, you can't ever wear that. It's like, I was never actually a failed starter. But, um, yeah, I was always a pen guy ever since pro ball. When did so your did second? It click? Your second. Sorry, I'll let the pitcher no, talk. My hey, bad. My hey, bad. No, I was just gonna ask real quick. Like, when did it click into like you said your eighty eight ninety your last year as a starter? Like, did you go back into relieving and like you were right back up to like that jump to high nineties again? Um, more or less. Yeah, everyone kind of asked me like, yo, how did it, how did it just become like eighty eight ninety to like ninety five and above? And it's just like it's hard to really pinpoint one thing. I think it's kind of one of those like a lot of little things adding up to make a big change. Like whether it's me getting in the weight room, getting a little stronger, me maybe focusing on cleaning up my delivery, my arms, my mechanics. Um, yeah. Like maybe taking care of my body a little better, like maybe even nutrition and whatnot. Uh, so I think it's like a lot of little things um, that started kind of compounding. And then I, I would imagine all of you can attest like that's, I mean, no yeah. one just gets really good overnight. You know, it's just like a lot of hard work. For a long period of time. And I know what you're saying. Like as a starter, you're, like you said, like you got to be prepared to go six innings. It's not like you're holding back, but it's like I can't really let go of every fastball I throw, or I won't last a hundred pitches. Exactly, like, I just can't take that much. Yeah, I think that was some of it. It's like, well, I might have to throw a hundred today, and like maybe I'll start off like kind of going eight ninety percent, like kind of something like that. And whereas reliever, I feel like just kind of fits my personality more. I get to like hang out and then like lock it in for a short period of time and and get yeah. get up. I don't know. For me, I guess it just kind of clicked a little more. It's definitely freeing to be a reliever where you just go out there and it's like, I've got a one inning, maybe two. I'm just going to let it eat for 30, 40 pitches. Exactly. 100%. I, I personally like that better. So, same. Yeah. I have a question, not a pitcher question. Do you have, do you have a dialed routine now? Like as a reliever, do you, are you the same routine every day? Does it depend if you threw the day before? Um, I would say yes. As over the years, I've it's always changing. I mean, it's obviously gotten more refined and detailed over the years. Whether it's like me learning out what drills or what stretches or routines work for me, but I would say right now it's probably ninety to ninety-five percent the same every day. If I throw the day after, I'll I won't do like certain plyo drills just because like I don't want to throw too many. Just like tax my arm. It's a long season. Um, but yeah, I've kind of dialed down. I got like a little say like 25 30 minute little pre-throw routine i do like like early in the day like when pitchers stretch at like 345 um and then i do the same stretches every day in the bullpen 
around like the fourth, fifth inning, um, just to stay loose. And then, so yeah, it's pretty much the same. I'm kind of a person of habit. So, uh, if things feel like they're working for me. Uh, I'll just continue doing them the same way every day. I'm just happy we finally have a pitcher on here because we always do hitters in interviews and you guys get all these questions where you know what you're talking about and I don't know anything. And now we're talking to a pitcher. I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I get it. I get what he's saying. Do you start getting ready in the fourth, fifth every day? And then it just depends when your name's called or like if you're like those days when you threw in the ninth, are you getting ready later? Um, So it's tough. Like I obviously Dakota will be able to test this or yeah, Dakota, sorry, we'll be able to test this more. Um, but like I've gotten called caught off guard before in the pen, and it's the worst feeling. Like you don't think you're like no. you're not so really Dakota ready. said he hates it. Like I would probably imagine it's like a pinch hit, like a, a spontaneous pinch hit where you guys aren't like you haven't stretched, you haven't swung, you're not mentally ready to face like some guy throwing a billion. Um so I try to just stay ready the whole time. Granted, if depending on the way the game goes with the starters, maybe has a lot of pitches early or whatnot, but I try to get ready every time so I don't so I'm not ever caught off guard. Um sometimes like Uday Erod took like a perfect game bid into like the seven, so I didn't move a muscle for like six innings. But, <laughs> um I but yeah, most of the time it's I start in the fifth and then just like every other inning or so just kind of do a couple things to stay loose. Yeah, because there I exactly like you said, like there's no worse feeling. We've all I'm you and me have both had it and I'm sure every pitcher has where you get caught with your pants down and they say your name and you're like, uh-oh, I haven't moved in three innings. This is not going to go well. And then you go dude. out there and throw like shit, and you're like, that's on me. Like, there's no one to blame but myself because I was not ready to go in this game. Dude. So true, bro. It's in terrible. High, in high A one time we had in the Florida State League, we had like a, a rehab start from one of our like super high rounders, and he was throwing four innings max. And at the time, like, I wasn't – we didn't really have like a closer, but I was pitching kind of towards the end of the games. And mm-hmm. so he throws four. I'm just chilling there, like sweating, baking in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And they go, ring, like, holes, you're in the game. I'm like, all right. Literally don't have any more. I'm just going there. Don't get an out. Give up a four spot. And I'm like, I mean, all right. That just can't happen. <laughs> but it's, 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 you learn quickly. Sorry, Zach, real quick. Okay. You learn quickly. Like, when it happens to you, you're like, okay, I never let this happen again because 100%. it's a horrible feeling. 100%. Yeah. So, Foles, you know, when you were throwing hard, you know, 2017, 18, 19, you uh, like it was all in baseball, you know, four scenes at the top of the zone and everything else at the bottom. But you, you, you would always said, I think was it India hit a homer off of you in the, in the Florida state league. And you were like, kind of, it was like a nasty pitch up and away 98, whatever it was. And I think you said it was either a double or something. And you were just like, why, like, how am I getting hit? If I throw this ball at a hundred miles an hour, black and this goes backside for a homer like something has to be wrong or i have to make a fix somewhere so then if you could elaborate like what changed from that day and then to where you are now and what you're throwing yeah so so yeah i my whole life i just threw a four seam because pretty much that's what you're taught like my dad had these like cal ripkin billy ripkin like baseball videos that we'd watch and like it was like oh that's how you grip a ball like cross the sea like boom that goes the straightest so like whatever everyone starts throwing four scenes and then uh 2020 covid spring uh we had we brought a guy in from driveline like a, the guy that works for driveline super like analytical guy and he worked with 10 of our pitchers who weren't in big league cam and i was lucky enough to be one of them you do like a three it was three bullpens and they were all designed all based on pitch design so like how your stuff moves, how it plays off each other, how to optimize it and all that stuff. And my whole goal is like whether I should start throwing sinkers or four sinkers. Like 2020 is when we like started to figure out analytics, the Tigers. Like they started to kind of like introduce it to us. And this guy was going to come in and help. So I threw, I threw my bullpen. I'll never forget the first bullpen I threw. It was, he was like, all right, throw two four seams. So I threw two four seams and like every pitch, he had the track man data, the edutronic, which for those who don't know, is like a super slow-mo video of how the ball comes out of your hand. So it can super easy to tell like what's working and why. Um, throw two four seams, he goes, throw a, throw a two seam, throw a sinker. I threw one and he didn't even look at the, the data. He was like, that's like way, like a much better pitch. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, like pretty much your four seams hard, but it's all the other metrics are pretty dead average. So like, it just looks so flat to a hitter. I mean, you guys would probably know like, there's guys that are, oh, he goes 98, but it like, looks so flat to see it. That was kind of like my fastball. So I started throwing sinkers from then on out, and then it made sense. Like, like Zach's story, I just remember one at bat, 
again, the Florida State League, Jonathan India, who was like the first rounder from Florida, threw him like an OO slider and he, he either swung over it or, or took it. And then I feel like 99 blowing away. He just like ropes it in the gap. And, I was, and then it was hitting me like, that just shouldn't happen. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, like, that just shouldn't happen. There- there's not no in high worse a, feeling. not in high there, a no there's no worse feeling when you dot a pitch and they still hit it you're like that was pretty good like i swear <laughs> that was a good pitch like what happened how am i supposed to get out after that but yeah so then from then on i've pretty much thrown like 95 percent sinkers so do they change do they change anything else like did you add a change up or a slider or anything or is the same mix just with a sinker um pretty much uh so i'd always be forcing split or change up and slider that it was pretty much mostly to throw sinkers. And then you tried to shape my slider a little bit. We were throwing a little more of like a slurvy ball at the time, but now I've been sticking to like a pretty hard, like gyro kind of like type slider cutter thing. Um, but yeah, fastball wise, it's been sinker ever since then. And it's been like, I remember I emailed that guy the second I debuted and I was like, bro, I owe you something because I would have never made it here without you. But so it was super cool that I got to work with him. And it's huge to get that confidence of like, like you said, like you dot a four seam and they hit it, and you're then you start to doubt. Like, I mean, can I even throw this in the zone? Like, they're gonna hammer it if I throw in the zone. Like, it doesn't matter how hard I throw it. So then, for you to learn the sinker and be like, all right, like I'm getting some swings and misses, I'm getting weak contact. Like, I bet that just gave you tons of confidence from there on out. Like, I'm just gonna pound the zone with this. They can't hit it. That's a great point because I like so before I started throwing, like I would, I never really had like, I never really had a pitch where I was like damn, like, I'm going to throw this and they're not going to hit it. And, like, it just, you're right. I just didn't have, like, much confidence in any of my pitches. I was like, ah, oh, this could get hit. This could get hit. But now it's like, damn, I'm going to I'm gonna let this eat in the zone. And good luck. It's, you hit it. You hit it's, it. Yeah. Like, it feels like a good pitch. I know it's a good pitch. So, it's, you're right. You have more confidence in it. It's such a good feeling to have that where you're like, I don't care where this goes. Like, they won't hit it. Like, I, it's that good. Like, For that sure. just feels great as a pitcher. So you you debut in 21 in Chicago, which was really cool for obviously you, but I got sent down like the day before and AJ had me stick around. That is, that is incredible that you got sent down, but you got sorry, continue your story. It's no, it was it wasn't the there was a separate move. Like there friends. was there was two moves, and AJ even said when I got sent down the day before, he goes, Hey, don't worry, Foles is not coming up for you. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But it was but nice. If anything, it, that would make you feel a little better. I know. Like, right, like at I know. least it's my boy. Like, right. It's my guy. AJ, uh, it was really cool. AJ let me, uh, you know, stay around the next day because we had a day game. We were traveling back, and he let me stay for your debut, which was awesome. You know, I saw your parents, saw everybody. Um, and then you were kind of up and down in 21, right? Or you? Yeah, no, I was up and down. I debuted June 6th in Chicago. I I was up for probably a week and a half, sent down, came back up for like three days, like towards the end of the season, down, and then was up for like the last three weeks. Right. And then and then last year you broke with the team and you stayed up basically the whole year except for like a week. And yep. what what has like, you know, you've had some success the last, you know, year or so. What has really clicked opposed to in 21 or in the minors? You know, you, I know it's another year with your sinker and figuring out your slider. Um, like what has been, you know, whether it's mentally, physically, you know, you alluded to it before about like eating healthier, getting more prep and just being better, you know, like you have come such a long way, like in college, you know, like we always joke, like even today, you know, you had a little something you had to take care of with your car, like old Foles would have absolutely freaked out. And today watching it, I even said, I was like, Foles, this is pretty cool to watch because like, you now <laughs> you're just taking, you're taking care of things like. You're just like, hey, man. He's a, a grown-up. Like, he's, he's an adult oh, Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you know, like, the littlest things would just, whether it was baseball or not, like, it would just set him off. And now, like, even if he has a bad outing, it's, like, it's awesome. I, I, I've i told him plenty of times. It's, like, it's so, I don't want to say rewarding or refreshing, but it's, like, I envy the mentality you have now where it's not just, it's not life or death. It's just, like, yeah, you know, like, hey, you know, I've, I've broken with the big leagues two years in a row, like, you know, I'm, I'm throwing well, like everything's going great. Like it's all good. And has that been such a big thing for you on the field? Like just taking it away when you leave the field, you just leave it there. And then when you go back to the field, you pick it right back up. Has that been big for you? Yeah. I mean, I think that's big for everyone that plays. I mean, we literally at the field so much that like, I think you got to disassociate baseball with like the rest of your life, man. And like try to, 
just try to have like some other hobbies outside to like get, I don't know, get you by like half city golf earlier, like stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I think I've come a long way. Right. Um, but back to what you said earlier, something to help. Like, I think it's just a lot of it's like, a lot of it's like you're just overall confidence, like proving, proving to myself that I was able to like get, have success in the big leagues. Like my, my first few outings or like my first year was like, it was okay. It was kind of shaky. Like I was kind of a, a little all, all over the place. Um, and then I felt like once I started to have a couple good outings, like string together a few more good outings and start making better pitches, I was like, damn, like I could, like you're like, all right, this is as good as it gets. Like I can do this. Cause like, I don't know, sometimes you're in the minor leagues and it's like, well, I got to go one more step, one more step. But like, once I started proving like, damn, I could get some of the best hitters in the world out there. It's like, all right. And then you start really believing in yourself. And I think that helps a lot. I was just going to say, it's probably helped a ton too. Like with your mindset, like in 21, you said like, like when you're up and down, every time you throw, it's like, oh man, like if I throw bad, like they're going to send me down. Like I'm going to get option if I throw like shit today. And now it's like, okay, like even if I have a tough one, shake it off, get to the next one, go out there and shove. Like that's got to be freeing to have that comfortability almost. Bro, 100%. Like in 21, I was up and down. I was up for three stints, second one. Obviously, like you're in AAA and then like, so you kind of start the games, all the big league games are on in the clubhouse. Like everyone Mm kind of, knows follows along with the big leagues because everyone's up and down from triple a so like, you kind of know what's going on and i remember i knew the bullpen was kind of taxed one day and we were playing toronto and toronto is just flooded with righties like everyone the shed springer flag like kirk every chapman and i knew i matched up well against them and like i get called up and i was like oh it's toronto sick and then i was like oh i'm gonna throw and get sent right back down <laughs> and i threw back to back Came in against like Vladdy and Bichette. Whatever, it gets sent down two days later. And I was like, damn. <laughs> it was going to happen. Well, that's like with Zach right now, too. It's like just getting that confidence of like, I don't need to go out there and go four for four. I don't need to go out there and strike out the side. Like, just do like your job basically. And then you're not going to get option the very next day just because you didn't have your best possible day. Yeah. Well, that's what Zach did. That's what you were saying to me when Zach came out for the doubleheader. Game one, he went like three for four with a pump and like three legitimate like of the better plays I've seen this year. And he was like, he was like, bro, that was sick. Like that felt like I got like the chills. I'm like, you should, bro. It's one of the best big league games I've ever seen. Like, it was it, it was incredible to watch yourself that you can do it. Yeah, and that's what Zach, Zach texted us that too. He said the same thing, like kind of like you said. Like I'm sure Zach can speak on it too, but like you proved it to yourself. Like I can do this. Like like you said, he made two diving plays. I think. Three. three for four, three diving play. Oops. The first, yeah. the, I, I texted Scotty Efros, friend of the pod, Scotty Efros. Zach's first Dude. at bat. I was like, ah, all right, shake it off, get to the next one. And then he got the infield single and then he fucking hits a line drive and then a fucking nuke. And I was like, all right, that's our boy. Like he's ready. Yeah. We're good. No, it's Bro. tough, especially someone up and down, like, to, or like, uh, full said, like, you, you kind of you play the GM game where you're like, all right, this guy's coming off. It's it's so hard to like not try to do so much. And like I you know I got lucky with the opportunity. Like you don't get many opportunities to put to make two or three diving plays in a game. Like if you do that in a mm-hmm. week, it's like wow, I had a lot of action this week. I was telling somebody, it's like it's kind of just the opportunity presented itself, and it's just like wow, this happened in the same game basically in three innings. Like this is insane, but. You know, to not like again, like what Foles said, like that was the first time where I was just like, okay, I put everything together. You know, like obviously it's not like I was blindfolded before, but it was just like, hey, like this is one of the better games that I've had in my career. Like, and it happened to be at the big league level. It's just like, hey, you know, they bleed like we do, you you know? Yeah. You proved to yourself you could do it at that level just like you could anywhere else. Yeah. Zach, do you think that you're. Do you think that your um, solid debut, uh, season debut performance was brought to you by Athletic Greens? Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have it in the clubhouse. Why wouldn't it be? Did you drink your Athletic Greens that day? Yes, dude. What? Do you have Come two on. doses? Do you have three? We did have a doubleheader, so I had one in between. Sick. All great athletes have one thing in common, Zach. It's they take care of their bodies. It starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also take, like Zach Short, take AG1. And it's why I'm a huge fan. I don't know why I'd be a huge fan, but I'm a huge fan of Zach because he drinks AG1. (laughs) 
AG one's great for recovery before a workout, maybe in between a double header. It's uh more than a green powder. It's all the key health products in one. Set yourself up for success with 75 high quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long-term gut health support. Free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, go to athleticgreens.com slash compound. Tell uh, post athleticgreens.com slash compound. Uh, Zach, do you have anything else you want to say about that game? I mean, for everybody, all listeners, I think most of our listeners know, but you come up to the show in a double dip and you go three for four with a pump and a bunch of sick plays. I will say watching the Homer, you seemed earlier and slower than I've seen you. Like it looked really, really under control and early and like that looked sexual. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was, that was, it's funny. I've gotten multiple texts. Like one of my good friends who doesn't play anymore, uh, played in college. I've hit with it like basically every off season. Um, he texted me. He was like, bro, it looks like you could have hit like a pitch. that was like 150 miles an hour, like with how early and kind of how in rhythm you were. And that's something that I really wanted to get back to this off season was starting early again, because that's when I'm at my best. And like, I've had the stats don't show in triple a, but like, I've honestly felt, kind of the best in triple i'm hitting like under 200 in triple a which is wild but five pumps five pumps yeah but like seeing the ball way better seeing it longer taking pitches where i used to like with a catcher would ask be like yo like what how did how did you take that you know and that was something that i really prided myself on coming through the minor league especially my first full year like i mean it was and that's something again that I've really worked on to starting earlier and like anticipating being earlier than you think. And I think that has been such a big thing for me, especially when you're, up, when you're up too. Yeah. And how sick was it Foles? Like Zach said, he got to stay for your debut. Like how sick was that for you kind of out in the bullpen seeing shorty up there, just killing it. Like that's gotta be like, see one of your best friends go out there and do that. It's gotta be sick. Yeah, dude, it was dope. Cause we were in the pen and, um, I mean, dude, we're we're freaking nuts. To, I don't know if like so the Tigers home side we have a we have like a we call it a bunker. Um, yeah, it's like our bullpen has like a little underground field level enclosed area, so like we can kind of we can kind of f off pretty good in there. Like you know, we don't really get seen. We're not on camera, so like Zach was going nuts. He hits the pump. He has like two sick plays at the time, and we were like, "Fuck, oh, man, he's gonna he's gonna find himself way to stay in the big leagues after that game." Because like. You couldn't ask him to do much more, dude. He did everything, like played Gold Glove D and did everything. So it was it was sick to watch him do that. And like you're right, he works his he works his ass up. So it's sick to see. A little shorty fluff session. Yeah, that's it. That's a fluff right there. This is what you did. You started negative, then you give a little fluff just so that you can get the fluff. Falls, if you got you guys got anything else for Falls? Just keep showing. At the record state, I might be the better friend here. You you roasted me to start, and I give you a nice little heart-to-heart there. But look, we all I ended mean, up at the yeah. end. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> How the interview went, we started low, and we finished high with you because that's where you're at. You're shoving. No, you're we shoving. finished high with you. We finished with you. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I thought it went good. I thought it was good. Bowles, we appreciate it. You had, you know, like you joke around, you said you had to get a full year of service, a few saves under your belt before you come on the compound. Look at you. Yeah. We- Ah, thanks, some- for, thanks for the approval, brother, and congrats on the uh, congrats on the extension. I'll see you guys, and um, I'm excited to come to your park. I don't know when it is, but yeah, yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah, no yeah, be nice. Hey, be nice to each other. Like maybe I don't know, maybe like hit like a hard line out. Like you hit it good, but he gets the out. Like you know, just like paddles. You shake hands. You know, that's it. Don't hit a homer or anything, and he doesn't need to strike out. He throws. He throws anchors. I'm not going to be able to hit a homer. I like a hard that's hit true. out for you. I like a hard hit out. Best of both worlds. Best yeah. of both worlds. Also, do All me right. a favor. Can you, call, can you call Fulmer? Can you start calling him Mikey Fulmy? Does he, does he hate that? doesn't like it. It's funny, though. <laughs> yeah. It's, he seems like someone who wouldn't love that. Yeah, we call him by his children's name, Mikey Fulmy. He doesn't love it. It's funny, though. Happy, but, you got to do it and then text us and let us know how it goes. All right. I will. I will. Right. Appreciate All you having right. me. Thank you, Falls. Yeah, appreciate it, Falls. Great interview. Great interview. Great interview from Foles. Thanks for coming on. 
it's a long time coming. Zach, I, you did shit on him a little bit. All right, but that plays into you his career. That plays into his career. Do you feel bad? Huh? Do you feel bad? No, the guy's nasty. I feel bad. One more thing we're going to talk about before we get to screen time. One thing, Tom, don't yell at us. One thing, long episode. We're going to try to do longest ever. Mexico series. Balls are flying. Flying. Absolutely the flying. O- the over-under for game two was 20 and a half runs. That is, like, unheard of. I would, I would have been a little nervous to take the under. Oh, I, 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 I know. Like, like Big Cat tweeted, like he was taking the over, like just out of pride. He's like, I have to take the over. Like, it's that high. Like, <laughs> I, how, do you, how do you take the over on this or the under? I want to know what, like, I have to. I want to know what percentage of runs. I want to know what percentage of runs were scored on homers, like oh, during those two games. So even the the lower scoring of the two, there was like four homers in that game. I'm pretty sure what happened is. Don't quote me on this, but I think. They're, so they're playing at elevation higher than cores, right? Yeah, it's like double, I want to say almost. Like it's a lot more. Yeah, it's like 7,000 feet. I think cores is mile high. Right. Uh, yeah, so like 2,000 more. The, I think they had a humidor down there for the balls. But I think they did the humidor settings to the normal humidors that are like in every other park and not the cores humidor. So they didn't humidify the balls enough to actually get it to like offset a little bit of the elevation. So the elevation was just balls were flying forever. And then that like the next day after that game where they hit like whatever it was, 10 homers and balls were flying out and people are like popping up and balls are going out. I and uh, Crawford hit that ball 455. The ball was launched, launched oppo, but like 455 left center oppo is an absolute nuke. Yabo, and I hit a ball in Miami. It was like one hundred four point two at thirty nine. Got caught right at the wall, and I was so pissed. It's like Mexico City. That's seven hundred feet. <laughs> there was there was eleven home runs the first game. Oh my! Four the four the second game. Pitchers would have been out of. Man. Pitchers wanted out of yeah, that first they, game. They call down to warm up, and you're like, "No, nah, nah, no, I'm tight. Like, like tight. pick someone else. Forearms tight. It looked like it looked like a great. It looked like great atmosphere. It looked. It was really cool. The Bogarts hitting a homer in four different countries. Uh, Nelson Cruz, oldest player since Ichiro to triple. There was something else in there, maybe too. Um, well, the the Padres carried the pinata thing with them now. Now they're doing yeah. that celebration. The, the Padres jerseys too. I'm in on them. I think they're swaggy. Neither of you like them. Sounds like I I don't know if I've seen them. I thought they were sick. The what? Yeah, like the pink and like teal. I want to say they are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do screen time presented by Sloan, so we can get the people out of here. Sloan is the world's world's leading. Come on now, talk about Sloan. I was telling you, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sloan's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems company is at the forefront of the green building movement and provides smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water-efficient products, including Sloan valves, flushers, flush-o-meters, 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 faucets, sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. Visit Sloan.com for more information. I had somebody with a sign today in D.C. I'm running into the dugout. There's a sign above the dugout as big as they could write it, flush o meter. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. Awesome. As big as they could write it. Awesome. You, you uh, had to flip them a ball. Dakota. Dakota, what was your time? 450. Yeah, I'll say it again. Four hours and six minutes. It's also kind of, you know, that, that's a you got lucky. You had a doubleheader, your girlfriend's in town. Hey, it was a split. Hey, it was a split doubleheader. What do you expect me to do for yeah. two hours in between games? That's fair. I don't know. All Talk right. to your All teammates, right. man. Retract. Mix it up. Chop. Chop. You love Say hi chop. to your teammates. Hey. Keep your how about we, hey, we swept, we swept the doubleheader today. We're good. We had enough chop. Go, Tigers. Tom? Uh, it's nine minutes, according to the I got I to gotta update my phone. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I'm sick and tired. Could you, imagine, could you imagine your screen time not working? Couldn't be me. Yeah. <laughs> 335 for me. 335. I'll take the win. Thank you very much. I wish you would track Ian's phone calls. Like, Ian's definitely got like an hour or two on the phone in there, too. 
<laughs> that's episode that's episode 157 of the compound podcast presented by Parsi. his reaction just said everything yeah because he knows i'm right he knows he knows he's on the phone because he, he's a businessman he's got all these different companies clamoring to get with him they're like hey you're the 61 million dollar man we want you he's, he's a busy guy that's episode Sorry, 157 see you next week